The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome in. It is now time for Monday Night Football Primetime Rumblings right here on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I'm the big O Jerry Ostrowski, and each week, I will break down the Monday night football matchup, and this week is a monster game between two AFC East divisional rivals, and that is the Buffalo Bills minus two and a half at the New York Jets. Monday night football, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. That coming to you from MetLife Stadium. These two teams in the last 10 games, the Bills have won seven of the last 10, and um, this Monday night should be no different as far as being a defensive battle, a hard-fought game in the trenches with possibilities of big plays from big-time quarterbacks, big-time receivers, and hard-running big-time running backs. Again, I'm the big O. Jerry Ostrowski. I bring to you this preview of the Monday night matchup between the Bills and the Jets. And this is a game that a lot of people feel will set the tone for the season for each team as they try to go ahead and get a leg up in the AFC East. And a lot of people feel the AFC East is the toughest division in football this season. I am one of them. And uh, we will bring to you the breakdown each week of the game. And we'll do it through our three key matchups. We'll give you a score prediction. We'll try to give you as much information as possible as we move towards this game on Monday night, week one in the NFL. And as we look at this game, we break down these teams and we look at at two teams that have on paper really really good defenses. The Jets right now have a championship defense, a defense that is led by Quentin Williams, a guy who was a first team all-pro in 2022. He was a pro bowler, got a new contract this offseason, and that was because he rewarded the Jets last season with 12 sacks. He had 28 quarterback hits, and two forced fumbles. They went out on the free agent market. They went to the Seahawks. They got Quinton Jefferson, who had five and a half sacks last year, 13 quarterback hits in 2022. Add to that pass rush, a defensive end like Carl Lawson, who had seven sacks, 24 quarterback hits, and 33 tackles. So a tremendous defense by the Jets. Also, you go ahead and throw in in their front seven, Two quality linebackers with tons of production, and that's Quincy Williams, who had 106 tackles, three sacks, 12 of those tackles for loss, and the reliable, the veteran, the big play man, 
the tackling machine with 158 tackles last year, one interception, C.J. Mosley, just an absolute premier linebacker, uh, not only for the Jets, but in the NFL. Then you go ahead and turn the page to a defense that I believe statistically was third in the league. Um, at some at some point, they were ranked first in the league, and uh, that is a Buffalo Bills defense that did get a lot of production as well out of their front. Uh, Greg Rousseau, he had eight sacks in 2022. Of course, the man that's missing, Von Miller, uh, perennial pro bowler, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, one of the best players to ever play in the NFL at that pass rush defensive end position. He is out for four weeks. He will not play in this game, but the Bills to try to bolster that pass rush, to bolster that defensive end position, they go out and sign Leonard Floyd from the L.A. Rams. Uh, Floyd in 2022, nine sacks, 22 quarterback hits, and um, I know the Bills are looking forward to having him in that lineup and taking those two and uh, teaming them up with Greg Russo, who had eight sacks in 2022, a young guy from the University of Miami. He's been a dude that's developed every season and uh, gives that Buffalo team tremendous, uh, tremendous production out of the defensive end position. But let's 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 face facts, folks. As much as we talk about the defenses, as much as we talk about this matchup, and we're going to get into some other things, wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, we cannot forget the elephant in the room. And no, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. The Jets go out and uh, they look at this football team. What do they need? Obviously, Wilson, the rookie last year from BYU, was a tremendous disappointment. So they go out and sign a first ballot, a guy that will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, a guy that's won a Super Bowl, a guy that's won multiple league MVPs. They sign Aaron Rodgers to a huge contract and bring him into New York. If you watch Hard Knocks like I have, I've watched all the episodes. And, you know, some people feel this is more of a PR publicity stunt, a cleansing, so to speak, a way to bring Aaron Rodgers to the public. Um, freshen him up a little bit, try to uh, uh, erase some of the um, negatives out of Green Bay, some of his grumpiness, some of his quirkiness. I mean, not all of us go up into a hut in the middle of uh, Oregon, uh, turn the lights off for a few days and just lay there and think with no electronics and no outside stimulation. Obviously, that's something that Aaron Rodgers decided to do this offseason to uh, make his decision whether he was going to retire or continue to play football. He decides to play football. Uh, Johnson, the owner of the Jets, goes out, signs Aaron Rodgers, and brings him in. If you've watched Hard Knocks, if you listen to all the um, to the media, to all the uh, shows on television, radio, content created on the internet, um, Aaron Rodgers has been a huge positive for this football team. I, for one, think he's. He, he is a huge positive for this team. I think the Jets become a contender by signing Aaron Rodgers. And um, this is a man that uh, he needs no stats. He needs no introduction. Uh, unlike the young um, rookie on Hard Knocks who said, I don't even know who you are. We all know who Aaron Rodgers is. And that is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And um, he is now a New York Jet. And if you look at his wide receiver core, who he has to throw to. Obviously, Rodgers will try to make Garrett Wilson his wide receiver one. 
his number one target. Garrett Wilson, 83 receptions, 1,103 yards last season. He was the offensive rookie of the year in the NFL. And if you look at his production, what he brings, his explosiveness on the field, tremendous route runner. Rodgers already working with him, trying to build a rapport. It's going to be a very, very tough matchup for the Bills. Now, with Buffalo, who do they have to cover him? Tredavis White. And um, Tredavis coming off of an ACL. Last year was a little bit, still a little bit gimpy, still a little bit slow, trying to get used to coming back from that injury. I know that the ACL injury that used to be a year is now guys are coming back in six months. Um, but it takes you a while to get those proprioceptive uh, things back, the nerves back, the trust back in the knee. But uh, obviously, Trey White will have a uh, tough night covering Wilson in New Jersey. Other receivers that Aaron Rodgers has to throw to, Randall Cobb, who's been out of football for a little bit, but he's back, the elder statesman. He has a rapport with Rodgers. He knows what Rodgers likes. He'll work on his route running with him. I think Cobb will be productive. He'll also be a tremendous mentor to uh, Wilson. Also coming from uh, Green Bay, another trusted receiver for Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard in 2022, 60 receptions, 788 yards, six touchdowns. Again, Rodgers is all about trust, right? If you look at Aaron Rodgers throughout his career, he's been about trust. If he's got guys around him he trusts and he knows where they're going to be, he is highly productive. And um, I don't see anything changing with Lazard, with Cobb, and then also building that rapport with Wilson. We talked about Trey White. Uh, going to draw the assignment of Wilson. Um, you've got some other DBs um, from the Bills um, that are going to be uh, – they're going to have their hands full. Uh, Benford is a guy that's going to come in, former six-round pick from Villanova. He's going to draw one of these guys, probably Lazard. He's the second-team core. He's the – what you would call cornerback two, which is what the kids say nowadays. Uh, so he'll go ahead and draw that assignment. And then you also got two hard-hitting safeties in Buffalo. You got Jordan Poyer in 12 games last year. He had four interceptions. Poyer on the north side of 30 now. He got the new contract last year, and uh, he flirted with leaving the Bills, but he is back, brings tremendous leadership to that team. Excited to have him back on that football team. And then you've also got, um, along with him, Micah Hyde, who has had some injury things as of late. We don't know if Micah Hyde's going to play on Monday. I would think he's going to play. Uh, reportedly has some back issues, some tightness, some spasms. But Micah Hyde, I believe, will be there. How do you get Rodgers flustered? Well, you get him out of the pocket. We know that Aaron Rodgers has been really, really good uh, moving around in the pocket, can make plays with his feet. But he's not young anymore. Um, he's an older quarterback. Probably really will like to sit in the pocket a little longer then moving around at this stage in his career. But, um, you know, we've talked about that Bills pass rush, being able to get to him, and um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Bills bring a tremendous defense, and again, the Jets bring tremendous defense as well. We move on to the running games, and uh, how can you not like what the Jets did this offseason? Um, you know, they went ahead, they had Brees Hall. He had the injury last year. He's back, ready to go. He's a guy that uh, was highly productive when he played. Um, Hall is is a tremendous back. 
He's young. He has speed. He has explosion. But then they go out right before the end of training camp, and they bring in the veteran from the Vikings, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook in 2022 had 1,173 yards rushing. Um, tremendous um, backfield for the Jets. A one-two punch. Uh, both guys are number one running backs. I mean, both guys you can see, uh, if you if you had the ability to do it, give them the ball 25, 30 times a game. Now, granted, they're going to want Rodgers to throw the ball. That's where the big plays are with him, with Wilson, with Lazard and others. But if you look at this Jets team and they want to run that football, and they might want to, and we'll get into those key matchups in a bit, and uh, we'll talk about the uh, the matchups and the things that I feel are strengths and weaknesses and where some things can be exploited. We'll talk about that Jets O-line in a moment. But as a former offensive lineman myself, it's always much easier to go forward than it is to go backward. And um, when I look at this Jets team, I would think they want to be balanced. While they have Aaron Rodgers, a guy that can go ahead and throw it and win a game with his arm, uh, it is quite evident when you bring in Dalvin Cook and pair him up with Brees Hall, you're wanting to be balanced. You're wanting a team that can do do both things. Now, the Bills on offense, uh, led by Josh Allen, um, tremendous quarterback, huge quarterback, six foot five, uh, over 250, can run it as well as he can throw it. Huge arm. He did have the UCL injury last year. He had the elbow injury uh, later in the season, which affected some of his throws. And you can see that in his interception totals. Josh had 35 touchdowns. He also had 14 interceptions, and he's going to have his stable of wide receivers uh, going against an elite secondary for the New York Jets. And when you look at that secondary, there's one man. There's one man that everybody talks about, the guy that has become, uh, I guess you could say, uh, the term of endearment for cornerbacks would be to say that they are an island, and um, Sauce Gardner is that man. Sauce, the second-year man out of Cincinnati, was the defensive rookie of the year last year in the NFL. The Jets, who go out and bring in a bunch of help to make this team better, had two rookies of the year, the offensive and defensive rookie of the year, in the NFL on this team already before these guys got there. So they've got talent. They've got an elite defense. And Sauce is going uh, gonna to match up with the man. Stephon Diggs, 108 receptions, 1,429 yards, 11 touchdowns, Diggs is him. He is a guy that is probably going into the Hall of Fame uh, with these numbers, whether he wins a Super Bowl or not. Some are arguing already, is Stephon the best wide receiver to ever play in Buffalo? Hard for me to say that when I played with Andre Reid, and I also know Andre Reid is sitting in the Hall of Fame right now. So Diggs probably a little bit more production, maybe in a couple more years. Then we can talk about him in the same breath as an Andre Reed or an Eric Molds, who also I played with in Buffalo and was a tremendous wide receiver. Uh, you go ahead and you switch to the wide receiver two spot. This is a position that many, many Bills fans have been up in arms about since last year. Gabe Davis, 48 receptions, 836 yards, seven touchdowns. But Gabe did have a little bit of a tendency to have some key drops last year. And um, Gabe Davis is a guy that the Bills are going to rely on. Who's going to try to shut him down for the Jets? You got DJ Reed, another tremendous defensive back on that Jets defense. 
Bills right now always had an elite tight end. Now they have two. Dawson Knox, 48 receptions, 577 yards, six touchdowns. He is now paired with their 25th pick overall in the first round. Bills trade up, leapfrog the Cowboys, and they get an elite athlete, an elite route runner, an elite catcher of the football, just a tremendous player in the rookie Dawson, or excuse me, Dalton Kincaid from the University of Utah. Kincaid is a guy that we'll talk about here in a little bit as we get to our three key matchups because a lot of people, including myself, believe Kincaid is um, he's a wild card. He's possibly a difference maker. So if we look at this game and we go to our three key matchups for the Monday night matchup in MetLife Stadium, ESPN, um, we got the Bills and the Jets. Again, Bills minus two and a half over under 46.5 or 46 and a half. I look at the three key matchups of the game. First key matchup is this Bills offensive line versus that Jets front seven. The Bills went out this offseason. They spent the second round draft pick on a guy named Osiris Torrance from the University of Florida. Uh, Torrance is a guy that started at another university, uh, I believe Louisiana Lafayette or Louisiana Monroe. He then went to uh, Florida, gave up no sacks at right tackle uh, his year at Florida, played against tremendous competition in the SEC at the right tackle spot. They have slid him inside, and they're turning him into a mauling right guard. All indications through the preseason are that Torrance is up for the challenge. Is he up for a challenge against a guy like Quentin Williams? Is he up for the challenge against a guy uh, like um, like uh, Jefferson? I don't know. We'll see. That'll be uh, that answer will come on Monday night. But um, you look at that Bills O line. They went out and also got McGovern from the Cowboys. They moved him and made him an instant starter at left guard. There was a pseudo battle between him and Bates, or him and Edwards. Bates kind of was battling in a pseudo battle, so to speak, with Torrance. But um, that offensive line right now, with with um, the way it's set right now, it it's going to be a challenge um, for the Buffalo Bills because you're looking at these are this is an elite front for the Jets, elite linebackers, elite defensive linemen. Are they going to be able to give Josh Allen? the time he needs to make the plays downfield because this offense runs through number 17. This offense is all about Josh Allen. You're not going to go out there and you're not going to run the ball 35 times because you're taking the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. So can this offensive line step up and do what it needs to do to give him the time that he can make plays downfield? Second key to the game, the Jets offensive line versus the Bills front seven. We talked about it earlier. Okay, this is a this is a Bills defense that was elite last year. It was elite the last few years. Their defense coordinator was was Leslie Frazier. This was a defense that was more about keeping everything in front of them. This is a defense about not giving up the big play. If you're going to score, you're going to have to score in 10, 12, 15 plays. Um Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, a former defensive coordinator for the likes of Philadelphia, for Carolina before he went ahead and became the head coach of Carolina, decided he wanted to be more aggressive. 
He wanted to use some of the talent he has in a defensive line that maybe is not as big as the Jets' defensive line, but it is very athletic and very aggressive. They can get upfield. He wanted to take some of those things and, and get after teams a little bit more than sitting back, which was Leslie Frazier's style. So Leslie Frazier is now gone. Sean McDermott is now in. And that second matchup is, can this Jets offensive line that has been much maligned last season and now through the preseason, can it protect Aaron Rodgers and give him the time to make plays downfield and dispense the ball to his uh, his receivers and running backs as they take on this Bills front seven? Again, we talked about it earlier. We gave you the numbers. Um, you know, there is no – there is um, – they went ahead and they got Floyd from the Rams. They went ahead and they secured some different things. They got Russo. Um, they re-signed Ed Oliver. They've got tremendous depth up front. Bernard at the middle linebacker spot, he takes over for uh, Edmonds. And now all of a sudden, that's a big question mark for this Bills defense. You need that leader at middle linebacker. Is Bernard going to be the guy that can make a ton of tackles? Is he going to be the guy to go out? and be able to be – I'm not going to say he's going to go ahead and replace Edmonds, but can he be almost just as effective in this new attacking, blitzing Sean McDermott defense? Then you have probably the biggest matchup of the game. We talked about it earlier. Sauce, digs, heavyweight bout, title bout, okay? This is about that people pay thousands of dollars to go see in Las Vegas. It's right out of the box, folks. You've got one of the best matchups you're going to see all season in these two players. Sauce, who can who some consider to be the best cornerback in the league against Stephon Diggs, who some feel is quite possibly the best wide receiver in the league. I hope that these guys are one-on-one -on -one all night. I hope there's no bracketing. I hope there's no double teams. I hope this is the thing where those two go on one side of the field and they settle it themselves. If Diggs is able to make some catches – on Gardner, it will be huge uh, as far as this game goes. And um, you have to imagine that with Diggs against Sauce, it's going to allow the Jets' defense, it's going to free them up in other areas. We talked about Kincaid. He's a wild card. I'm really curious to see how Ken Dorsey uses him in this offense this year. I think uh, how they use Kincaid could very well dictate just how successful this offense is as the season goes along. They didn't show much this preseason. I expect that playbook to open wide uh, on Monday night, and we're going to see Kincaid do some things, not only as an end man tight end, but also flexed off the ball and also in the slot. So I expect him to, uh, to do a lot of things. That brings us down to the prediction. That brings us down to the score. I look at this game. Um, you want to get in the divisional win right off the bat. You have a chance to be 1-0 in your division. You have a chance to set yourself up for some things moving forward. That being said, this is Monday Night Football. This is an Aaron Rodgers coronation. This whole thing sets up for the Jets to me. I think this Jets football team is going to be extremely fired up. I think the Bills are going to play well. I think the Bills are a good football team. By no means what happens on Monday night could it affect the rest of the season. I think this Buffalo Bills team will be a playoff team and they'll be a contender in the end. When I look at Monday night, it's just too much. Aaron Rodgers, Monday night, huge defensive front, 
all the spotlight is there. All the energy is there. 80,000 just crazy people wearing green and white in MetLife Stadium. I like the Jets 27-20 to 20 over the Buffalo Bills in this Monday night football opener week one uh, on ESPN. And that'll about do it for the Monday night primetime rumblings breakdown. I'm the big O Jerry Ostrowski. I will be here every week uh, breaking down the Monday night football game, giving you as much information as I can and uh, trying to help you be ready for that Monday night game on ESPN every week. So for the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network, I'm the big O Jerry Ostrowski. Thanks for listening podcasters. And um, I will be back next week with more right here on Monday Night Football, Primetime Rumblings.